0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Much Appreciated with me, your host, David Holly. I'm especially excited to have you guys here today for this week's episode, and this week's episode is not going to be a very long one, but I do want to plug a few things real quick, and that is do not forget, please, that next week on Monday, the 29th, we're going to be going live. That's right. I'm going to be going live in the evening at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm going to be answering all of your questions live in the moment. We've also got some questions that have come in um, in advance, and I'm looking forward to answering those. If you want to submit your questions earlier, the earlier they come in, the more likely I'll be able to answer them. Them that evening because it'll give me time to read over them and make sure that I know what I want to say to them. So, if you want to submit those uh, questions in advance, you can do so in the comments below. You can also, um, submit those on the community tab on youtube and make sure that they um you know are there as well you can also post them to my instagram um and you can follow both of those things uh you follow me on youtube at much appreciated show follow me on instagram at much appreciated show and um i'm really really excited uh thank you for all the feedback and all the love this is uh You know, uh, I think on the fourth episode, and I'm still getting great comments from you know people that have commented about my interview with Jessica, as well as you know um, some comments about last week's episode on Nick Saban, Um, and uh, this week's episode talking about much and appreciated. Every episode I do, I want to show appreciation to um, to someone or something that's had an influence on my life, as well as talking to friends and family and heroes and you know people that have been a part of my life. This week, I want to share my appreciation um for the people in my life that have taught me how to pray i don't know if you know this but usually in the beginning of the year a lot of people go into a time of 21 days of prayer and fasting or maybe the full month of prayer and fasting um and there's so many people that do that within their churches um and i'm actually in my church office right now we're actually going to be uh Every single Wednesday, we have a time of prayer, um, and uh, we go into our sanctuary right at right at noon, and we'll pray from 12 to 1 o'clock, and you can come for five minutes of that, or you can come for the full hour of that. It does not matter, but it's an open uh, ability for people to come in and pray, and I can just, every time I go into that room to pray with our pastoral staff and with those that come, I'm just reminded of the times of prayer that I've had in the past that have fueled that moment in my life where I can pray in those moments, um, and I, you know, just going back in my life, I I think about, you know, the times I've learned how to pray. Uh, I can remember as a young boy listening to my mom and dad pray. So, you know, when they prayed over me, not just, you know, praying for the food or praying for me as I go to sleep, but like really praying for my life and praying for, you know, what God was going to do in my life and how, and how he was going to bring me to a place of, of hearing his voice and, and saving me, you know, the, the prayers that they prayed, you know, led me to Christ. I, I got saved as a young boy because of the lifestyle that my mom and dad, you know, lived in front of me and I wanted what they had and I wanted to be saved and I wanted Jesus to be in my life and you know just having you know having that as a, as a as a boy growing up in the home I grew up and lived in, it was an honor to grow up around people that prayed. Of course, going to church, those of you that know my story, you know that my papa, my grandpa uh has been was my um Uh, pastor for, you know, for my almost my whole life, you know, he pastored my home church over 40 years. So Papa Henry Melton, I hope you watch this and I love you. And, um, but he was a strong influence the way he would pray in his messages and the way he would pray for people on the altars. Um, He uh, was one of the uh, key people that got me started on, um, on, uh, you know, praying, uh, leading worship, you know, I was a young kid, that had just started really using, you know, I'd I'd been playing piano since I was seven, but to play it in a church setting and play songs in front of other people was still fairly new to me. And um, he wanted to help me with that. And so he invited me on Tuesday nights when I was like 16, 17. He invited me to come and play some songs for their prayer team and their prayer meetings. And so I would play songs, the songs that I knew that, you know, some, some of the songs they knew, some of the songs they didn't know. But I would sing and I could just, I was at an upright piano facing the wall. And so I could hear them behind me. And so I would hear them sing, but then that was to hear them begin to start praying. And then as it moved from the time of praise into the time of uh, prayer, I would sit down at the table or I would sit over against the wall and I would just listen to these prayer warriors pray. And I would just listen to my papa lead them out in prayer and say, We're going to pray for this, we're going to pray for this. And to see each of them, I mean, we've got saints that are, you know, just walking with God for decades, you know, and, and they just know how to go before God in prayer and just listening to them, you know, take a request on the table, whether it's somebody's sickness or somebody going through a tough time in their lives, or maybe a marriage that's in trouble or, or a prodigal son that needs to come home. Or, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on all the stuff that we pray about in our churches and all the stuff that, pe- that as a pastor, people bring to me and say, would you please keep this in prayer for me? And just to watch and listen to these men and women of God, lift their voices and pray in full confidence knowing God hears me when I pray and I can make my requests known to God. You know, the Bible says in Hebrews, we can come before him boldly. We can bring our requests and make them known to him boldly because he is not just our Lord and our King and the master and the ruler of the universe. He's our father, you know, and and thinking of this time of season of prayer and fasting right now, I'm I'm teaching in, in my church at the campus at Refuge West. I'm teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. And, uh, you know, this coming sur- this past Sunday, we talked about prayer. And we talked, and so I guess this is really, I can't get it out of my spirit because also this coming Sunday, we're going to talk a little bit about the Lord's Prayer as we talk about being the family of God and how we're the best family ever because we're God's family. And, you know, when Jesus instructed us on how to pray, you know, the disciples who followed John the Baptist, John the Baptist would pray certain ways. And, you know, the disciples would say, well, Jesus, would you teach us how to pray? John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray in the way that he prays. Will you teach us how you want us to pray? And Jesus could have said any other way to start it. He could have said, When you pray, say, Lord of all lords, king of all kings. He could have said, When you pray, O Lord our God, king of the universe. He could have said, When you pray, say, my master, my Lord, the the one who makes all things new. But Jesus, when he came to, he, when, he, when he instructed them on how to pray, he said, when you pray, say our father. You know, and just the power of that word, father. And I know for some people maybe watching this, you may think that's the last thing that I want to think of when I think of God. I don't because maybe you didn't have an earthly father in your life, or maybe you did not have a good earthly father in your life. But I think also that's the redemptive power of God is God wants to redeem that word for you. God wants to become a the father that you want in your life, the father that you need in your life. And Jesus said, when you come to him, just as I do, when I come before him, because I am his one and only son, I call him father. And I encourage you to call him father with me. And so just the power of opening that door right there to the relationship. I have three children. And when they come to me and they say, daddy, this or daddy, that it immediately puts me in that daddy mode. You know, they don't call me by my first name. They, my my kids don't call me pastor David. You know, they don't call me Mr. Holly they call me daddy. They put me in that position of I'm their father and I get to love on them and bless them and encourage them and, and show them, you know, life and love and peace and hope and safety and everything a father is supposed to provide for their children. And so I I just want to encourage you today that when, when you pray and when you have an attitude of prayer to make sure that, that you have an attitude focused on, on God being your father, you know, on God being the you know, the, the one that you can run to in times of trouble. I always want my children to know in any season of their life, no matter what they're going through, they can run to the father. Thank you, Cody Carnes for such an awesome song, but they can run to their father. They can, they can call daddy's number. They know daddy will love them. Daddy will be there for them. No matter what they need in their life, they can always come to daddy. I know a lot of times as, as kids, they run to mama when their needs get skin up or, and, or when they're sick or whatever. And i Jessica is such an amazing mother and an amazing wife. And I'm just so thrilled and, and, and and privileged and honored and blessed to have her as my wife and as the mother of our children. But there is also that place that for this, this is a big deal. This is so, this is an area of my life. I really, you know, want daddy. I want, I want his wisdom. I want, you know, I want his life experience. I want direction as the priest of our home, the head of our family. I want, I want that word. I want that declaration. I want that authority spoken over my life in this moment. And so I appreciate, you know, all these men and women, my papa, my mom and dad, my pastors that I've served under, listening to my wife pray, um, going to conferences and 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 ministry events, and hearing DYDs pray, district youth directors, and hearing district superintendents pray, uh, elders in the church, all the churches we've served in. When so when uh, pastors that I've worked with would say, Mister so and so or Sister so and so, could you pray for the bread or pray for the juice as we take communion today, and just to hear all these men and women stand and. And just speak from their heart and speak from their spirit, communicating back to God in an attitude of prayer. And it's really just an encouraging thing. And so, in the next part of this episode today, I want to help you with a few things that I think will help you cultivate a prayer life. And if you if you heard my message on Sunday, you probably heard a couple of these. But I really want to encourage you today. If you don't have a prayer life that is you know able to generate a level of... Um, of, of growth in your life and your relationship with God, you really need to do that. Those of us that are Christians, we, we, the, the, that prayer is the lifeblood of the Christian life. We have to have a prayer life. We have to have communication with our God. If we don't have communication with God, then we're walking this life blind. We're living this life in our flesh and in our own strength, and it's not going to work. And so I just want to show appreciation to those that have taught me um, how to have a prayer life and have a healthy, how to have a healthy prayer life. And so I just want to encourage you with the same things that they taught me. One of the ways I can appreciate those that have taught me is pass it on to the to those that are following me or those that are watching me. And so let me encourage you this morning with a couple of things. Hold on one second. Let me get a drink. Here's some of the things that you can do to have a healthy prayer life. Number one, treat prayer as a conversation. You don't have to treat prayer as this ornate declarative um, super spiritual thing prayer is just like what I'm having with you guys right now just a conversation. I just encourage you when you come to God don't think of God as this you know this this force in the universe that he expects you to pray a certain way or he will not hear you that is not God when you come to God talk to God just like I'm talking to you right now hey God, here's how my day's going right now and you know I I just really don't like this or I really am going through this really difficult season or I've got this big choice coming up and God I'm telling you I just need direction. I just need you to tell me what to do. I just need you to, to lead me in the right path. Help me to choose the best thing in this situation. God, I'm hurting right now. There's there's things in my life that are causing me so much pain, you know. There's things that are that are breaking my heart. Things that are going on in my marriage, or things that are going on with my children, or or at, the, or at work, or with friends, or or family, or whatever. And and God, God, I'm just I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of tears. Can can you please give me your peace and comfort me and and help turn these things around so that I don't I don't battle with these things anymore. I don't struggle with these things and and whatever. And just. I mean, I hope y'all feel the comfort and the the casualness of that, but that's what God wants. God wants you to be real with Him because God's real with you. You know, God wants God wants you to come to Him vulnerable and come to Him open and come to Him not, not ashamed and not hiding anything, you know, not, not afraid to say something because He already knows it all anyway. You know, Jesus said, the Father knows your needs even before you ask Him. And so, but He wants to hear you say it. He wants you to make it known because then when you make it known, it's not that God finally hears it because God doesn't need to hear it. Hear it, it's that you finally hear it. You finally hear yourself saying these things to him. And you hear him, you hear yourself saying these things, you know, to where you hear yourself praying. And then when you do that, you're you're building your faith, believing that I'm saying this to God and God hears me and God's going to answer this prayer. Sometimes God answers yes, sometimes God answers no. Some God times God answers wait. And I don't like that one at all. But no matter what the answer is or what the direction is, sometimes we need direction from God and God wants to speak direction to you. And that brings me to the second point of this. Treat it as a conversation, but also because it's a conversation, give God room to talk to you. Let there be quiet moments in your prayer time. You don't have to talk the whole time. You don't have to, you know, say thing after thing and run this huge you know, list of things you want to pray. Can you do that with God? Absolutely. And God is not, God's got the most incredible memory. He'll remember all of it. He know. like I said, he already knows it before you even bring the list to him. He knows it before you even start writing the list. But what I will say to this, give God room to talk back to you. Because God wants to speak to you. The Bible says that he speaks to you in that still soft voice right in the midst of your spirit. And sometimes you need to quiet the moments. You know, shut the TV off. Shut the phone off. You know, um, any distractions you have. When you pray, you know, if you want to put some some music on in the background. And here's another cool tip. I encourage all of you that have prayer times. Don't play music that has a lot of words. Don't play like worship songs that have lyrics because then you're going to catch yourself singing along to the lyrics and you're going to, and there's nothing wrong with worshiping in your prayer time. Matter of fact, I encourage you to do that. But when it comes to actually prayer and actual conversation, think about it again, because God's a person. Think about if you're speaking with somebody and you crank the music up and you're trying to hear them through the music, you know, it, it, it's rude. You know, and not only that, it's just not conducive for a good conversation. That's why a lot of people, when they want to take someone to eat and they really want to talk to them, if they walk into a restaurant and the music's too loud, they go, no, let's not go here. Let's go somewhere else because I really want to hear what this person is saying in the same way with God. If you're going to pray and you need music in the background just to set the mood or relax you or, or whatever it may be, Pick some prayer music. Don't pick meditation music or yoga music or you know whatever. Pick music that has been created for prayer time. One I, I will recommend highly on YouTube. There's this guy named Dappy T. Keys, <laughs> um, great reverend preacher who uh, spends a lot of his prayer time uh, playing music and playing worship music. He doesn't sing along. He just plays on the piano, and he puts a little bit of strings or pads behind it, and it is just soaking music. It just takes you into a relaxing place of prayer. And so I highly encourage that. There's also uh, prayer playlists on Spotify or on Apple that have artists that have designed, you know, background prayer-like music with soft pads and strings and things like that. Put that behind you. There's no words to it, so there's nothing to sing along to. And just put that there. And then just as you're praying, take moments and just stop talking and sit back and open up your spirit and listen, and God will talk to you. God will share things with you. God will give you wisdom, give you direction. He'll bring back to memory maybe verses you've read or scripture you've read because God always honors his word and confirms things with his word. you know. And maybe there's some areas of your life that you just really need to release to him. And God will tell you in this quiet, sacred moment, would you let me have this? Would you take your hands off that and let me put my hands on it? Let me fight for you in this situation. Trust me with this. And sometimes we pray and we pray and we pray and then we get up and walk away And we don't let God talk and we don't let God speak back to us. And so I just really want to say thank you to everyone who ever taught me about that. All the people that taught me that it's okay to just be still and know that he's God and let him talk to us. And so the people that taught me how to be still and just let God speak in my prayer time, thank you. Because I want to pass that on now and encourage all of you with that as well. The final thing I'll say in this topic right now is when you pray to God, let your words be intentional. Let your words be intentional. You need to make sure that when you speak to God, you're not speaking habitually. Don't say things to God just because that's what you've been taught to say. Don't say things to God because that's the way your mama prayed, or that's the way your daddy prayed, or that's the way your granddad prayed that's all well and good. That's how we get started. We learn to speak when we're children by watching our parents' mouths and trying to repeat what our parents are saying. And so there's nothing wrong with in the beginning of your prayer life, learning how to talk and pray the way your parents or whoever is teaching you spiritually how to pray. But when it comes to identity and your walk with God, your parents, your grandparents, your heroes, your pastors, they have their own walk with God. So a lot of times their prayers are going to be specific to them in the same way you have your own walk with God. And so you need your prayer life to be what God and you want to talk about. And so make sure when you speak, Tell God exactly how you're feeling. Tell God exactly what's on your mind, what's bothering you. Like I said earlier, be real with him. God is not offended by your harshness. God is not offended by your anger. God is not offended by your brokenness or by the things that are going on in your life. God wants to meet you in those moments. And so can I just encourage you right now, those that are out there listening and going, well, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can even voice those things. Sometimes the prayer is too hard to pray. But in that moment, Open yourself up and let God in, and God will give you strength and give you peace and give you comfort to say those things you need to say to him so that he can begin bringing healing into your life. And so I just really want to encourage all of you that, um, you know, in this uh, first beginning of the year and all these people that are engaging in 21 days of prayer and fasting— Take advantage of this season. Take advantage of this time where you can truly seek God for the new year. A lot of you may have already made new year's resolutions or plans for the new year. Have you thought about giving those plans to God? Have you thought about getting before God and going, God, this is what my heart wants. This is what I'm planning. But what does your heart want, God? What are your desires? My favorite verse in the whole Bible is Psalm 37, 4, which says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. And what I love about that verse is that it means that my desires will become God's desires. Because the more I delight myself in God, the more I want what God wants. The more in love I am with my wife, the more I want to please her. The more I want to bless her. The more I want her to have the best life ever and so in the same way it's with God the more I'm in love with God the more I'm in love with my Lord Jesus the more I want to please him the more I want to honor him and show him gratitude and show him you know um, loyalty and blessing with my life and so the more and so because of that my heart becomes his heart and he gives me the desires of my heart because that's what he wanted in there to begin with so spend time in prayer and go God what what ideas do you have for my life what are some things I, that you want me to pray about? What are some things you want me to plan out? And, you know, and can I tell you right now, God wants you to have more than you think he wants you to have. God wants you to take vacations and rest. God wants you to have fun with your children. God wants you to have fun with your spouse. God wants you to have fun with friends. God wants you to have blessings and encouragement and, and prosper and be in health as your soul prospers, 3 John says. But we really need to make sure that in the midst of all those seasons, in the midst of all those fun times and things we plan... That they're in the heart of God too, that God is the center of our plans. Because if God's the center of our plans, they're gonna work, they're gonna grow, they're gonna prosper, they're gonna bless us, they're gonna bring effectiveness into our lives. They're gonna, the, that weekend away with your spouse will be so much more blessed and so much more you know prosperous for your marriage if god's in the center of it if you let god direct it and let god show you hey when, while y'all are together y'all need to talk about some things y'all need to set some goals or or y'all need to you know pray with each other or y'all need to make sure you have fun relax you know give give your troubles to me give your worries to me let me handle those for the weekend you just enjoy each other's company you know god cares about your marriage god created marriage same thing with your children when you're having fun with your children are is the fun you're having pushing them closer to god pushing them closer to an identity of peace an identity of warmth an identity of comfort an identity of safety you know do they do they see you and and identify with you as their father as their mother and think as man as awesome as as these you know humans are to me as these as the as my mom and dad are to me Then how much more awesome must god be does your fun times with your kids and your special times with your kids does it cause them to look at that word father and at that word mother as an awesome thing and if if my parents are this awesome man god must be awesome you know that that's a great way to look at it and my my, much appreciation to you dad my dad said your life with god will change when you become a father yourself and it is so true when i look at my children now i then look and go okay I want my children to look at God even greater than they look at me. So I need to set a godly example. Credit, credit to Phillips, Craig and Dean. Much appreciation to you guys. Lord, I want to be just like you because they want to be just like me. I want to be a holy example for their innocent eyes to see. Help me be a living Bible, Lord, that, their little, that my little boy can read. I want to be just like you because he wants to be just like me. That's such a great song. I love that. Much appreciation of the PCD for writing such an awesome song. So as we wrap this up today, again, I want to just say much appreciation to my mom and dad, my granddads, uh, my grandmothers, uh, elders in the church, prayer warriors in the altars, um, pastors I've served under, state uh, staff members I've served with, friends and family that I've listened to all the hundreds of voices that I've heard pray throughout the years that have just helped sharpen my prayer time with God. And it's not always been easy. Sometimes my prayer time with God is five minutes. Sometimes my prayer time with God is an hour. Sometimes it's longer. But uh, the other thing, if I could add one more thing, it's just it doesn't really matter how you do it every day. Just do it every day. And if you have a moment in the car, you're driving to the grocery store, take that five to 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, and give God some of that time. You know, you can rock out to your music and, you know, just talk on the phone with people, but give God some of that time too. Hey, God, I'm just checking in today. How are you doing? How are we doing? You know, is there anything I need to know about today? Is there anything that I need to do when I get to this grocery store? You know, God may have somebody lined up at the checkout counter. God, you may run into somebody that you know in the aisle. You may run into somebody you don't know in the aisle. And in that moment, God may whisper to you and go, hey, I want you to say this to them. And in those moments, okay because i have a relationship with god if my wife calls me right now on the phone and i pick it up and talk to her it doesn't matter what the conversation is how long it is or what we talk about it's the fact that we have a relationship and i have reception on this phone to hear her when she calls me in the same way it's true with god can god always get in touch with you because you can always get in touch with him he'll hear you no matter where you are so can you always get in touch with him and and can he always get in touch with you and speak things to you and you hear and obey? If you have that attitude towards prayer, I promise you it's going to radically change how you live your Christian life because it's going to become so much more practical and real every day and less about the religious rhetoric or, or the mandatory things or the habitual things. And there's nothing wrong with having habits and, and sitting aside this time every day at this moment. And then in this chair, I know people that pray in the same chair at the same time every single day. And if that's what God and you have figured out, then great. I am more sporadic. I'm more, you know, at this moment, I hear God praying at this moment. I hear I hear God talking to me at this moment. I just I need to get away. I'm fixing to get angry or get agitated. I need to pull aside and get alone with God for a minute and calm down and tell God what's going on. And, you know, just things like that. That's kind of how more, my Christian life is more functional. And of course, when I'm getting ready to study for a message or whatever, I try to lock out all distractions and get alone with God and say, OK, God, talk to me. What are th- what, how, what do you want me to talk about on Sunday? What do you want me to talk about Sunday night? What do you want me to talk about at this meeting I'm going to, you know, and, and God is always faithful to reveal what he wants to say and to reveal what he wants shown forth. And so I just want to say much appreciation to all the prayer warriors and the men and women in my life that have taught me how to pray, because now I get to pass it on in a show like this to all of you that are listening. Um, so I know this has been a kind of more of a spiritual episode today, but Hey, you know what that's, I can't, I can't do something like this and not be real. And that's such a big part of my life. And so I just want to say thank you to all of you for listening to this. Once again, please make sure you follow and subscribe to the much appreciated show on YouTube, youtube.com slash at much appreciated show and go to Instagram and follow me on there as well. You can also follow me therefore on Facebook because Facebook and Instagram are the same company now. But also, uh, don't forget about next week on the 29th of January, we're going to be going live. That's going to be our episode next week, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time in the evening. I'll be going live. I'll be answering all of your questions. To Those of you that want to hop in the chat and talk to me. And I have some questions that have already come in that I'm going to be very, very thankful that I get to answer those questions um, in between your live questions. And I'll be trying to tackle those as best I can. The show might be an hour, it might be two hours, it might be 30 minutes, but whatever it is, I'm going to give you guys my best next Monday night as well. Thank you all so much for listening, for liking, commenting, and subscribing, for giving me a four-star rating, five-star rating, four-star rating if you want, five-star rating if you want, um, but also thank you for leaving your comments and your questions. I really do appreciate all of you. And thank you, Lord God, for hearing me when I pray and for speaking to me when I pray. You are much appreciated very much, Abba Father. And all of you watching and listening, you are much appreciated as well. Have a good day and have a good week, all of you.